0: Somebody in the corner was struck out and said, All right, welcome back to another episode of the Keep it 100 podcast like I say every time, another great episode today. Super excited. Um, And before we get started real quick, I just want to say, if you're taking the time to watch us on YouTube or listen to us on Spotify, whatever you're doing, um, thank you. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for your time that you are taking to to listen to me, to listen to what they have to say. Um, So thank you for the support. You know, it's really cool to see a lot of the positive support I've been getting, you know, just something that was an idea for me, you know, just a while back. And now to see what it's came into, you know, with God and with everything. Just see the positive feedback and see that it's actually affecting people. Um, I've even had people that I've never met in my life comment and talk to me and tell me how good it is. So that's super cool to see. On our podcast, I had a couple people
1: like of people I think who know you who reached out and were like, hey, I have a question about this,
0: about my business. And it was like, it's Dude, pretty cool. Yeah, like. that's it's the coolest thing to see. I've been getting a lot of comments. So just before we start, I just want to say thank you guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm grateful that you are a part of this journey with us. So let's get into the episode. Can, can I just say, Sam, your voice sounds so good. In does here. it? <laughs> thank you, bro, I appreciate that.
2: I'm so impressed. You sound so professional. <laughs> yeah,
0: I've never been like this before. Wow. But, uh, yeah, so before we get into this, episode, how are you guys doing? Oh, I, best, I forgot, I should introduce them. So my far right, you guys already know him. He was on the podcast. Number four, we got Josh. The man, and then here in the middle, we have my sister and Josh's wife, Sarah Steffen. Um, Sarah Furrow. Oh, Sarah Furrow. My fault. <laughs> I knew I was going to say Sarah <laughs> Steffen, too. My fault. Sarah Furrow. Sarah, yeah, Sarah Furrow.
2: And let me just say, I am honored to be the first female on the pod. I hope many more to come. I
0: know. I've, I've been trying to um, get them, and a couple people have denied me. I'm like, Ooh. I don't I don't well, know. Well,
2: let me start the precedent. This is super cool and fun, and yeah. Let's, yeah. let's get to it ready to I'm dive ready. right
0: in so yeah I haven't seen you guys you guys have been super busy since Josh's episode you guys have been traveling all over the place How was the trip? I gotta know
2: yes, it was great So in June we went to Croatia, which is a tiny country um, in Europe across the Adriatic Sea from Italy and we spent two weeks there traveling we started at the top of the country and worked our way down the coast And it was so fun. I mean, it was literally a dream vacation, I feel like, for me. Croatia, we picked Croatia, one, because it was a little on the cheaper side for us. Mm -hmm. Our Airbnbs were super nice and literally like 30, 40 bucks a night. Yeah. But also, Croatia has everything that you could want in a European country. There was amazing old cities, the sea and the beach vibe, but then, like, lots of hiking and nature, so...
0: And I heard you guys got some good pictures, too. Oh, dude. Unreal. We'll, we'll flash
1: them right now. But you you guys can see just, yeah, it was just stunning. And it also was just, like, mind-boggling how some things even look like, just like the landscape looks, like, really similar to, like, some of the states here. Like, sometimes we'd play a game where we would be, like, All right, if you were in the U.S., like, where would you think that we would be? But, (laughs) yeah, yeah, just stunningly beautiful. Um, I'm going to have the opportunity to try to sell some of my European prints here in a show soon, so that will be really fun. Um, But, yeah, like, I mean, we are going to get so many for our house. Mm -hmm. Like, it's...
2: It was so funny when we got back. Josh was so tuckered out. Well, we were both tuckered out. We were so tired, but Josh is like, I'm all vacationed out. Like I can't even think about leaving. And I'm like, all right, ready to plan our next trip. Like, where should we go next summer? So
0: that sounds like you too. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like something you would do. And then you guys had another vacation after that, right? Yeah. Just like a family vacation, which yeah.
1: was just a lot of, a lot of fishing. A lot and of fishing. It was definitely more just the sit in one place and just kind of recoup, but, um, little work too, but yeah we are we are ready to hop now back into life. Now we're ready for
2: school. School starts I'm yeah. a teacher school starts for me in three weeks so lots lots to, be lots done. to
1: do. We had a, a wedding this past weekend and then we have two weddings next weekend so flying around we got shoots
0: this weekend just it's gonna be a crazy August I think. Yeah that's awesome well today um, our topic that we have is relationships um, pretty important topic I picked these guys because I feel like they've had like a super healthy relationship. I've got to watch their relationship like literally grow and unfold, so it's been pretty cool. So um, I figured they could come on here and uh, spread their knowledge. So I I would like to, and I
1: think Sarah will reiterate later. Just say we we are like when when Sam asked us to come on about this topic. My first was like no like <laughs> like we haven't been like married or even together long enough I feel like people really have to prove, you know, their love and you prove that through time and also just like The longer that you're together and there's different process that you go through you grow up in wisdom and just different experiences And we haven't we've had a lot of experiences, but not a ton. So it's like we are here Purely to just talk about our experience so far not saying that we haven't figured out that we have a perfect relationship yeah. All that
2: to say we're no golden standards yes. but <laughs> Hopefully we can offer a few little nuggets of truth,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'm glad you guys mentioned that. Yeah, it's super awesome So to start off How long have you guys been married and um, how did you guys meet each other?
1: Sarah slid in those DMs <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, we've been married for seven months now. Um, this month will be the eighth month. We got married in December, um, and yeah, uh, it was what over a little over two years ago now already. Um, mm-hmm. One of my on the explore page of Instagram, one of my pictures of my photography uh, came up on Sarah's feature. Really liked it. She clicked, and um, she the clicked rest in. is history.
2: Yeah. I i might have been kind of a creep i literally (laughs) should not tell you my first message that i sent him it was so corny i'm pretty sure i was like i think you're really attractive i love that you love the lord (laughs) and i want to get to know you better so i don't know if i would recommend that for everybody but it worked out for me so
1: whenever we start to get big heads uh we'll just go back and read the messages and it really just brings us down because we're just like that was me, I'm so embarrassed. I know, we're always like, how did you like me? <laughs> like, right. I was so cringe. You fell for
2: that. I know. Was? But for me, yes, I will say, oh, I guess this is kind of going into the next question. How did you know that they were the one? For me, quite, I mean, this, I don't say this often, but it was truly like love at first sight. For me, I saw his page and I just knew that there was something different, something special about him. And I really admired, like, Obviously his story as a photographer and just being faithful in what you know He thought that God had for his life, and that was very attractive to me and So yeah, I I was like all right. This is my husband like I know it He might not know it yet, but all right. I'm playing long game like I'm gonna DM him. We'll see where it goes You knew what
0: you were looking for. Yeah Yeah, Yeah. and to say something crazy to add to your point like you were like she literally told us like our whole family she's like this is my husband, this is the one I'm going to marry, like, I promise, Before I know, had, and I'm just like, and we ahead. haven't even met him yet, I'm like, you haven't even met him, like, you, you don't know anything about him, like, besides, like, his Instagram, I and know. then, so after the first time you came over, I had that video, I played at their wedding, actually, it's like, 12, 1 in the morning, and Sarah's like, I am future Mrs. Furrow, and, and it's, like, <laughs> after she meets Josh for, like, the very first time, and so I told him I would play that if, at their wedding if they got married, and sure enough. I played it, it again
2: way. kind of cringy so for me it was pretty <laughs> I knew Josh on the other hand needed some coercion come some convincing maybe it
1: was it was not not that I was like I didn't like what I saw at first sight but it was definitely not just like this instant thing where I knew that she was the one or um, even just like even after the first time we talked it wasn't like oh she's definitely the one for me it was Just getting to know you, getting to know the way that you live your life. Because I also, and we're going to talk about kind of like learning from our previous relationships on, I knew what I was looking for in a woman, and I I had my priorities of what I needed to see above all else. And I saw that in just our conversation. And you you could just tell a life lived for the Lord sticks out from the world. And so when I saw... A woman who is chasing after what God wanted for her life that stuck out to me and that was the most attractive thing so then it, it caused me to want to have more conversation and but it, it definitely wasn't instant I mean <laughs> she, she reached out to me we kind of had a back and forth for like a day and then we didn't talk again for another month and because I there was different things that I was still praying through in my life and um, yeah so it wasn't like this instant thing and then after that month I mean we talked a little bit more because ironically i shot a wedding here in clinton and i didn't know sarah but we had that one conversation but i didn't even know where she was from um and i had posted something on my story of around here and she was like are you in clinton right now are you literally five minutes away from me and i was like this creep wants to meet me today i'm not i'm not about to message her (laughs) back (laughs) no i but I, i had no idea who sarah was so i was like if she's gonna try to meet me right now i'm not not about that. I
2: was playing long game. You I was, were, yeah, I was you were. So game. anyway,
1: that kind of caused a sparked more conversation just because I was so close to where she lived. And, and then once we started
0: talking from there, it kind of cascaded into where we are today. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I always tell people that story of how you guys met. And they're like, no way, like on Instagram. Yeah. like yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. It's super cool. We started cool.
2: dating in October of 21. Then we got engaged in August of 22 and we just got married at the end of um, 2022 right. in December. So,
1: yeah. Destination weddings are the way to go.
0: 100%. Florida, man, that was so much fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was such- Especially in the winter. Such <laughs> such fun. Yeah, so before we get into kind of like the positives and like maintaining relationship, uh, one question I have for you guys is like, what advice do you have for someone who might be going through a breakup at the moment?
2: Ah, oh, yes. Because we all, all
0: three of us have been there. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. We've, We've all, all been there. there. So, We've breakups. all
2: been in the dumps. We've, We've all, all been there. We've all felt horrible at one point. Yeah. Well, my advice, and this is advice that I wish I would have followed. I don't think I followed this advice myself. But looking back at experiences that I've gone through, I wish I would have... So, a couple things. First of all, say you were just broken up with. Like, literally last night, broke up. It's fresh. The wound is open. Let yourself be miserable for like a week. Seven days. That's my golden standard. Again, this might not work for everybody, but this is what did work for me. I totally let myself be in the feels. Listen to the sad music. I mean, (laughs) isolated myself, took really long hot showers, and just let myself sit in that grief for a little bit um, before trying to like pick up the pieces and move on. Because I think a lot of people, and in our culture today, it's like brush it off, like it doesn't bother me, like I'm okay, next thing, like onto bigger and better. And that
1: only postpones the pain. That
2: postpones the pain. It will show up. So just experience it, let yourself be sad. Because tears heal. Like crying about it at 3 a.m., 4 in the morning, like that really does do something for the soul. So letting yourself be sad. Also, this is advice that I wish I would have followed no contact.
1: No contact. Don't
2: text. Don't call. Don't stalk the social media pages. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, True. True. Yeah. Again, and
1: that goes again, like, with what she just said you can hide the hurt but the only way to truly get past it is to be healed from the hurt yeah not just to hide it so you can bury it and you see a lot in today's culture where like you said brush it off onto the next bigger and better instantly and you can tuck that hurt away but then you also see why people are struggling with depression and anxiety like the most that like in all history now because people are just it's the whole culture of like no, nothing can hurt me. I refuse to let anything... I mean, you can right. act or they, like that.
2: Or masking the pain with a new relationship.
1: Oh, yeah. that's A the, rebound
2: right that's away. That's like the
1: worst thing that you can do because now you're not only exposing yourself to more hurt, but you're exposing a new person a new to, person to, to more me. hurt mm-hmm. because you have that hurt in your heart and you need to be healed from it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I like that seven-day rule for myself because it lets... I give myself space to totally feel it, be hurt, let myself be miserable. But then on the seventh day, and I don't know if it was just like seven's the magic number for me, but both times that I'd gone through a breakup, on that seventh day, I felt so much better. Like I was able to kind of pick myself up and go, okay, like I let myself grieve, I let myself hurt, like I'm ready to just be myself again. Josh has some advice for people that maybe after the seventh day are still hurting.
1: And I and I would real quick add on to that. In in those I I think it's also different for boys and girls. So sure. if girls need those seven days, I mean I definitely my break so, breakups needed days to just let myself be sad and that's really fine. Being sad is not a bad emotion. Like my only thing to add with that is when you're in, when you're feeling that despair and that hurt and you're and you're grieving. You're grieving over something that was lost don't go into that thinking that you're alone because that opens up a whole new level of darkness and yep. sadness that you can allow in your heart. Oh, yeah. You need to surround yourself with anybody who anybody who loves you mm-hmm. and who you feel safe and comforted in. And not that you need to be around them all the time, but that you're allowing a little bit of... You're not telling yourself that like you're unworthy of love or you're telling yourself that Um, I'm cutting myself off from love. No, you, that's the opposite of what you need to do. What was, wasn't, could have potentially not even been love. You need to surround yourself with what is love and people who, you know, love you healthily. And also going to the one who is love and that's God. And just allowing, knowing, like one of the biggest, most transforming thing for me was knowing that when I was going through hurt of a breakup, that God was there with me. Mm -hmm. And that opened up this whole new level of relationship with him because like, oh, this isn't just the God who's with me when things are going good and blessing me all the time. No, like when things are happening in my life that are, I feel like are spiraling out of control, there's so much darkness. No, God is right there comforting with me and he's weeping with me. I mean, Jesus mm-hmm. Jesus wept for people who he loves. So you know that he is feeling that emotion with you. That's cool. um, and that goes into, Sarah just mentioned, my, for more long-term, I mean, is just to... You have an opportunity to allow, to hide that hurt like I said, but you also have an opportunity to learn from that hurt. And the biggest way that you can do that is by surrendering and giving it all to God. And you allow him to use that and mold that in you and make you the person that he's creating you to be. Mm -hmm. And so my long-term advice would just be, let yourself grieve, that's totally fine. Don't sit in that grief for too long. Mm -hmm know that he is with you. And then the biggest thing that you can do from there is just learn from that experience and let it mold you. Let that hurt mold you. It will only make you a more empathetic person for somebody else going through a breakup. It will only help you learn, okay, why didn't that relationship work? I need to assess on that. And then looking forward, I'm just gonna believe that um, I'm gonna have eyes to see. I didn't like this in my relationship. I need to find this, aspect of a healthy relationship in this next person but completely allow yourself to be healed and be whole before you move on that would be my biggest long-term advice the worst thing that you can do is a broken person is to go on and move on and all you're gonna do is probably find another broken person and you're just gonna hurt each other even more you know yeah I'm super glad heavy stuff but (laughs) yeah
0: I'm super glad you guys both mentioned like just sit in it sit in the feeling because I saw a quote actually yesterday on my Instagram and it said Um, the only way to get over things, you have to feel it, you know, and just Mm -hmm. neglecting it. It's just going to, you know, withhold it, make it go on longer. Just taking the time to sit in that feeling, not forever, just for a certain, like you said, seven days, whatever your time is Just sit in it. I love to just go out in the
2: rain, listen to Taylor (laughs) Swift, just let the rain hit. Oh, Oh, wow. That's not what I was expecting. (laughs) Guys
1: are a little different where it's like I have to, uh, guys a lot of times feel like I have, I can't show weakness. I can't show that I'm hurting. And that is honestly really dangerous for guys because then you're surrounding yourself with people who are like, oh, dude, just go get yourself a rebound. And, oh, dude, like she didn't deserve you and all this stuff. And it's like, that doesn't help me heal. You're just making me feel like what I'm feeling isn't valid. And and that's just not healthy. Not
0: right. And uh, I actually have some advice too, I was thinking. Um, so, yeah, my first one was just sit in it, you know, just, just feel it. But I, I, another thing I was thinking, and you kind of mentioned it already, was like, self-improvement like look in that relationship and say okay what was wrong about that what can i fix and then try to work on that while you are single and so then when the next relationship comes by you know you're ready for it so like i would say in some of my other relationships you know god was probably not the number one priority right and it should be it should be and so like i've been single for a long time it's been over a year now so like this whole year i've just been trying to focus on like just making that the number one priority when i get into something like that you know. And also something that I hear a lot of, because I'm still pretty young. You know, I'm a year out of high school. Uh, a lot of people, when they get broken up with, they ch- or, like, they break up, they try to do, like, a revenge. Like, oh, I'm going to get revenge. Yeah. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. That's so silly. Well, Please hurt. don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Like, why? <laughs> like, it's, it's just, just making hurt, yourself hurt look.
2: Hurt people hurt people. And you're hurting right? yourself in the Thank
0: end, you. too. It's really not making you feel any better, because the feelings are still there if you have to get revenge, I feel like. So just don't do that. Save yourself and the other person a lot of hurt. Be more mature. Grow up. Once yeah.
1: and once you realize that, like, God can use that brokenness and turn it into something beautiful. Like I wouldn't have known some of the things I was looking for in my future wife in Sarah unless I would have gone through those, those deep trials and those deep you know, broken relationships, I wouldn't have learned from that. And then I could have tried to find somebody that didn't have everything that I was looking for. And then it could have caused even more hurt. So it just is trusting that it's not like I truly believe that God uses everything out for our good because it says that in the Bible. So it's not just thinking like I'm going through this pain and the only thing that this is going to bring is pain and I'm just gonna always have to live with this. No, not at all. In fact, God's gonna use it to help you grow and it's gonna shape a lot of how you live. And also when you go through something that painful, when future painful things come up, like I know Sarah and I have, we both had really like we, those were really big turning points in our life going through big relationship breakups. And it's probably just because we value relationships so much. But now like when things happen in our life that are painful it's like that wasn't as nearly as painful as like (laughs) what I knew I went through before and like use that like use that to help you just feel stronger and just be confident that you know you're going to be taken care of because you you went through that and came out the other end even better so just know and have that hope going in
2: yeah
0: yeah and so kind of skipping the question here just because this is kind of where we're at right now Um, how do you how do you guys like integrated your faith like in your beliefs into your guys' marriage and your relationship you know even before you guys were married
2: well I think that I would kind of want to switch the question and say how would we integrate our relationship into our faith because faith is Mm. kind of the bigger
0: the bigger one it's
2: not like make your faith fit your relationship it's bringing your relationship into a well grounded faith that you already have so you know we're Christians. We base our life off of that, you know, relationship with Jesus. And so that is, was our first thing, like in looking for a partner, you know, wanting to make sure that they have authentic relationship with Jesus, not just on paper, not just, you know, church going folk, but truly like experiencing a one-on-one connection with the father and, um, being intentional about putting time aside for that. And so that was, you know, one thing that we wanted in our relationship. And then we have loved like, you know, having relationship together with God, you mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah. We each have our own relationship, but then we have our joint relationship with Jesus as well. And you know, that looks different for us, whether, you know, we pray together, do devotions together, worship together, do all this stuff together.
1: I saw a really cool illustration Um, And we went through marriage counseling and different things like that and got so many, so much good advice. But probably one of my favorite illustrations was the triangle of like God's at the top and then you two are at the bottom and you're all connected. And the closer that you get with God is actually the closer you're getting with your spouse. Like the furthest that you are is like as two individuals. But when one gets closer to God, the other one is closer to you. And then when you both are close to God, you're one. And so that I felt like was so cool. It's like, wow, what is the best thing I can do for my relationship is to grow in closeness with the father because then I'm growing in closeness to my spouse and I love that illustration. Um, And also, I just have to say, like, we believe that God is love. And so without God, there's no love. I first learned how to love and we're talking about relationships. We're talking about love. I first learned how to love because God first loved me. So when I come from that and knowing that without God, I can't love, then I really address relationships differently because I, going off of just breakups too, you have to make sure that you're whole and you're one before you go and seek another person. Because if you're whole and you're satisfied with being and you're happy because you have that joy in the Lord as one, you're setting yourself up so much better for success in relationship because you're not looking for somebody to fill the hold in your heart and i love like a lot a common saying right now is people can't fill the god-sized hole in your heart and that is so true like so many people and i i love the saying like they're my other half and different stuff like that and i get i get that it's just like wow i I can't imagine my life without them it's pretty much what they're saying but I am a completely, before I met Sarah, I need to be a completely whole person. And that identity and who I am as a person needs to come from who God says I am. And I can't be looking for somebody to be the God that I need in my life. Oh, they're gonna fix all my problems. Oh, when I find a boyfriend, they'll they'll do this for me and all my problems will be solved. Oh, when I find a girlfriend, she'll love me and I'll feel um, content and all these things. And if you look for that in a relationship, you're just setting yourself up for hurt and you're also setting that person up for as somebody who will never meet your expectations. Yeah,
2: disappointment. You'll and, be yeah, so,
1: Disappointment's the perfect word. You'll, you'll always be disappointed because your standard for them is a God-sized standard. I need them to fix my problems and they'll never be able to fix that. So just always make sure that you're whole before you go out and seek a relationship. Yeah. And that's what I
0: felt like we did. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's awesome. And so how important is it to have those same beliefs and those same worldviews. Like it's just like everything, right? You know, it's because like you guys said, if you don't have that, you're going to hold them to the the standard and you're always going Mm -hmm. to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. And
2: for us, yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was everything, at least our faith, you know, that had to be, um, the standard, you know, we weren't going to let ourselves enter a relationship with somebody that wasn't serious about having relationship with Jesus. Now, worldviews, your other beliefs, that's a whole host of different things. That includes politics. That includes, money. you know, your likes, dislikes, how you handle your money, how, you know, there's so many different facets your and things. sports team. And <laughs> let me tell you, your favorite sports team. Yeah. Go Bears. Go Bears. Go Packers. Um, you're never going to find, you know, your perfect, somebody that literally on every single topic, 100% of the time, agrees with you that would be lovely but that's not reality because we're all different and we all have different you know views and we all have different ways that we've seen relationships done so we bring that into our new relationship and so talking about expectations having very vulnerable conversations you know what do you expect to happen in this situation how are you going to handle money like even when we were dating that was huge like we lived far apart so a lot of the money that we spent on each other was gas money to right. go visit the other person and we
1: addressed that right away we were like just so you know like right. we need to know going in our dates aren't going to be the super expensive thing because i'm already in the red <laughs> i'm already going I'm really like i'm spending this gas and stuff mm-hmm.
2: So Josh and I don't agree on everything, right? Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, there are some bigger items, too, that we just have different worldviews on. Politics is one of them. And that has been like a point of tension in our relationship for sure, because it's challenging when you're so close in relationship to somebody that doesn't hold the same view as you. That's really hard. But what we've been able to agree on, how we have been able to still make this relationship work despite having disagreements and different worldviews and certain items is um, looking at the heart of the relationship. Where is that person coming from? Like they hold this very strong belief that they're passionate about. What's that driving force that has allowed them to come to that belief? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we've found that our reason is the same. Yeah. You know, we just have very different ways of thinking how that world problem yeah. is going to be solved. That, <laughs>
1: that core value is like everything. Like, oh, in that political stance or in um, even just how we handle money. What's that core value that's driving us to have that opinion on that topic? And we found that so many of them are the same. It's just like how we get there mm-hmm. is is mm-hmm. how it's like. Oh, I think the application of how we do that looks like this. It's like, "Oh, I would think the application would look like this." But and bo- both could work. It's not saying. Yeah. And honestly, one of the most beautiful things I think about our relationship is that we're different. There's very God can use your two very different opinions to blend together and create a perfect one or the one that works best for us, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I I mean, it definitely in the dating, it might seem easier. And in marriage, it might seem easier when you agree on certain things. And I totally think there are some things that you should agree on. And there, and we had a lot of talks because some of these disagreements came up early where it's like, oh, we think differently on that. It was a lot of conversations of, well, then I could see this value playing out in this scenario in our life. How would we address that? We had those conversations as dating, not Mm -hmm. we didn't wait until we were married to have those. We had those conversations and they were I mean they're hard. They're hard conversations. But when you work through them, then you have confidence moving forward that like you can figure it out together. Yeah.
2: A big one for us was how it would this topic, would this issue affect um the way we raise our children Mm -hmm. in the future? Like is this going to affect our parenting? And if it doesn't, if it's not an issue that we like deal with every day. Or if it's not something that we will have to like teach our children in, we let it go. We drop it. Because right. it's not worth getting in a ruse about, you know.
1: And there's always things like nobody's marriage is perfect. Like There's always going to be those things. And the enemy likes to whisper in your ear and make you feel like you're the only one that has those problems. And just to make you feel isolated and alone. And that's not true. And that's probably the biggest thing of... Like you, you take a stance and you're just like, oh, this is what I think. And then you could just think in your heart, or, oh, I'm, they're not going to love me because of this or oh, they're not going to be able to look past that. And those are just lies. Like you just have to know going in. And we reminded ourselves a lot in different conversations where we just said, hey, we're on the same team mm-hmm. and we're working towards the same goal. Let's just talk about how we're going to get there. So in this specific stance or in this disagreement. We're both on the same team. We see things differently. Let's just figure out how we can come to a meeting place. And that helped us through a lot of different things as we're dating. And I would definitely encourage people to dating to not avoid those hard conversations. That's the that's the reason you're having those hard conversations is and that's the time dating. We I believe in dating to marry. And so there's no better time to have those conversations until like you're dating so yeah
0: and I think so the next question I have is what are the keys to having a healthy relationship and I think what you guys just said that's like one of the most important keys having those conversations while you're dating not just wait until oh wait till we're married no do it then so you know going into that is if what's you know what's going to happen and I think that's you know having those conversations is very important but what else would you guys say like are the keys to having healthy relationship because like all we see now a lot of times are toxicity toxic she's so toxic i think like the word of 2020 or 2021 was literally toxic Toxic? they deemed it toxic yeah i heard that a lot yeah i have a couple so like i yeah i'm curious what you guys have sure
2: i have a couple answers first of all like we mentioned (laughs) we are coming up on eight months of marriage so we are still what people would say in that honeymoon year in that in that first year of marriage so Ask us in five to 10 years. We'll probably have very different answers. We'll be more
1: qualified.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I do have a few answers. So first of all, and this kind of backtracks a little bit into um, what we were talking about before, like relationships, making sure you find somebody that's on the same page as you. And I just thought of this. It was, um, you want to find somebody that pushes you to be your best self. Mm -hmm. Um, I think sometimes relationships fail or they don't work out because one person might Feel like they're pulling the weight and the other person's just kind of being tugged along stagnating maybe not contributing you know as much as their effort to spar on their partner to to become the better person i mean josh is perfect example of somebody that i can look to and i want to model myself after what he does like i see him get up in the morning and he'll get out his bible and his notebook and he'll just have alone time with god and i'm in bed snoozing and i i think but i look at that and i go wow like i'm i love the way he does that like i want to do that you know i i want somebody that pushes me and encourages me to um be the best version of myself and grow in closer relationship with jesus so i think like if you're in a relationship where you're just not feeling like that person is making you your best version maybe that person is actually doing the opposite Mm -hmm. you know making you feel insecure like contributing to your anxiety contributing to your depression like those are red flags that you got to look at and be like okay this person is not creating that healthy environment that i want so i think like that might not have answered the question but (laughs) um making sure that that's you know important second can i I jump in on one before i forget sure
1: One that I would say is you need to go in knowing that you're both going to grow. And I think that there's a lot of mercy and grace intertwined in that, that you just have to learn to grow in. But I think a lot of relationships struggle because either one person is like, keep trying to grow and one person's like, no, I want to just settle from where, like where I'm at, like, this is where I'm happy. And like, that's just not... Our nature like we're we're people who need to grow and so we came into a relationship with the common ground of saying we want to continue to grow in every single aspect of our life especially like number one was our relationship with the Lord so when when that is your kind of like lens of lens because you know I'm a photographer when that's kind of the lens of how you're addressing everything in your life when a big decision comes up as a couple it's like okay if our one thing is to grow in closer relationship with God as we can. Is this decision being filtered through that going to help us get to that goal? Or when one person is making a decision, then you can, you can come to your partner and be like, hey, I'm thinking about making this decision. And then it's up to you to keep that accountability because you've set that as your one thing. And so that would be like one of my biggest things is just continuing to learn to grow and to have grace in that, that we're going to make mistakes. But those mistakes are how we learn a lot of times. So
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, my, my second piece of, of advice, we've been doing a lot of advice, you know, geared towards Christian couples, people that have relationship with Jesus, but I know that's not everybody. So mm. this is like universal. <laughs> Everybody's got to follow this rule. Okay. We have biblical reasons for following this rule. But in general, people should just be kind with their words. So I want to talk about words for a second and the way you talk to your partner. Um, we were very fortunate to grow up in, oh yeah, you know, a yeah. household where we saw our parents very much in love, like for sure, kind words were used most of the time. <laughs> but like we had that modeled for us. Right. Some people don't have that modeled for them. Like they did grow up in a household where mom and dad would name call and shout and mm-hmm. fight and argue. And um, so, you know, they, they maybe bring that into their relationship or they don't know what a healthy disagreeing looks like. Yeah. Um, so, we, something that we decided very early on was absolutely no name calling. No name calling. No name calling. Nothing to like um, break down the other person's integrity, confidence. No, basically, no like cheap shots
1: especially like once you learn your personalities and things like i'm a i'm definitely a words of affirmation person so if i'm called a name i'll remember it for the next 10 years <laughs> like it, that's how much like i value especially sarah who you know is like my one it's my person you know for them to call me that it, it really is just yeah. an arrow straight through the armor yeah
2: and we hear all the time like you hurt the people you're closest to mm-hmm. and that's definitely true i mean they see you at your best and your absolute worst so it's so easy to use words as your weapon um, especially with the people you love the most which is sad but that's just you know that's what we do when we're feeling vulnerable and we're we're feeling hurt Um, so we decided yeah very early on absolutely no name calling Um, we weren't gonna you know cuss at each other we weren't going to get in shouting matches however we wanted to make one little caveat to the rule Because sometimes you need an outlet, like you just—it's just how humans are made. I feel like, like in the heat of the moment, you just like, bah, you know, you call somebody a name. So we said we can pick one name that we can call each other, and And not
1: any of the obvious ones. Yeah,
2: and we will share with you what we picked. But we picked it one because we think it's funny, and we have been in disagreements and we've called each other this. And it automatically it just, like, like switches. The Light- yeah. Light- Light- it lightens yeah. the situation, <laughs> and we end up laughing about it. So we are very big Ted Lasso fans. If you've seen Ted Lasso, <laughs> and we agreed to call each other wankers. <laughs> if we,
0: <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. If-
1: <laughs> and almost all the time, we have to do it in like a British accent. So you're just
2: you just being a bloody wanker. <laughs> and instantly I, I feel better. <laughs> I laugh I about that. it. But seriously, like we and we both use it and we're both allowed to use it. And we always end up laughing and it just kind of like breaks the tension for us. So, advice, I don't know if this will work for you, but if you want to pick something funny <laughs> to like call your boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife in like when you're having a disagreement instead of using like painful <laughs> words, I don't know. Call them something silly, to be funny, and you'll instantly like laugh.
0: Call him a wanker.
2: Call him a wanker. We do. It works. <laughs> works for us.
1: <laughs> I love
2: that. Anyway, that is some top tier advice right there.
1: And that it kind of it just reminded me of another piece of just advice in relationship in relationships in general. Um, people have different personalities, and because of how they grow up, they they prefer to receive love in different ways. So that's just one of the things growing, getting to know each other, find out what that is for them. Um, like I said, for me, words of affirmation is a really big thing. Physical touch is a big thing for me. Um, and it just is, come from, it's like how you confirm your love for them. But some people are different. Sarah is a very extravagant gift giver. And that's also, I know that that's how she likes to express love, even though that's not the way that a lot, like I, it's not necessarily the way that I like receive love super greatly because i know that she shows me love when she buys me something it's not just like oh she bought me this like cool it's like no i put lots
2: of thought and detail into buying this thing Mm -hmm. because that's like how i i also love to get gifts so (laughs) if you're watching no just kidding (laughs) So just
1: learning how how yeah. you love and learning how the other person wants to love you and so that when they do that, it's like a double thing in your heart where you know, like, oh, they're just trying to show me that they love
0: me. Like, I need to make sure I receive that. That's just a practical um, advice. Yeah, I like that. I've had that situation too, like, where I don't really receive. Like, I've had, you know, past relationships where it's like they're, you know, they're affectioned by, like, buying things and I haven't received it that well. That's on me, you know, that's just how it goes, but I it's, know what you're talking it's about. It's a growing thing and there's, again, like I said, there's
1: so much grace that you have to learn how right. to give. Like, a relationship will never work if the first time that they mess up, second time they mess up, you just drop them. I mean, you're always gonna have things like that. You just need to learn how to extend grace. Give the grace that you want to be see, like, given to you so that when you mess up, someone's just not just dropping you
2: with that i will say um you don't have to stay in an unhealthy relationship no,
1: yes absolutely. you don't have
2: to give so much grace where the other person is constantly hurting you and absolutely. degrading you and you know toxic right um we we've chosen you know to be together for the rest of our lives like that grace that's mm-hmm. the, the rule you know we're married when you're dating like you don't have that no. commitment of a lifelong relationship with each other so you have like you don't have to stay with someone just because you've been together for a super long time Mm -hmm. it's convenient it's all you've ever known like you're afraid of being single like those are not good reasons to Mm. stay
1: um it's it's finding unhealthy relationship it's finding that balance between did what they did against me the offense that has occurred was it against our core values of what we've laid If that's the case, then you need to take a serious look at the relationship. I was talking more like trivial things. Everybody is going to mess up. okay. So it's like, you just gotta, like, there are- Yeah, definitely
2: be graceful, but also don't, you know, if you do find yourself in a toxic relationship, like don't allow yourself to be walked all over constantly. Like there's so much better for you than Mm -hmm. that. Um, Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And so the next question I have is how important is your own happiness when you're in a relationship? It kind of bounces off that, you know? Mm -hmm. You can't. You don't have to stay in an unhealthy relationship. Or if you're not happy, like how important is that? Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: This is a really uh, like current. Like we've been hearing things lately about happiness in relationships. So this is a very good timely thing. That sure. Consider. So
2: the world is obsessed with happiness. Mm-hmm. Like you know the 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 goals in life are success, happiness. Um, basically like you know all the feel-good things like that's why we were created that's the ultimate goal so people go into relationships looking to fulfill you know their own happiness and um you know we look at the world differently and the bible nowhere in the bible does it talk about happiness but that's you know? why
1: you were created right that's happy. that's not right. you know
2: we receive a joy from the lord and we experience that joy when we're in a relationship and he and that's, wants
1: you to be happy yeah but and that's, that's super not important. why
2: you were created but um and we were just talking about this the other day, too. But relationships were created for holiness, not happiness. Mm-hmm. So um, because, again, like we mentioned earlier, if happiness is the gold standard, you're always going to be disappointed because happiness isn't grounded in anything concrete.
1: And especially in today's culture, happiness equivalents to feeling and emotion and just feeling butterflies and those type things, very trivial and very-
2: Right, it fades, it, it fades. fades. I mean, if, if happiness is what you're looking for, you're gonna have struggle in finding a relationship. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Because that's just not that's just not how people are, and
1: that's that's why you see so much relationship turnover. Is because people like new things. It's just human nature. So people will go in a relationship where they feel happy for a year, and then as soon as those giddy feelings are going away, they think, Oh, uh, I don't love them anymore. This isn't happiness, and I'm just going to find something, someone else that makes me happy. And it's just a continuing terrible destruction, yeah. destructive lifestyle. Yeah.
2: Marriage is and long-term relationships are very humbling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you're you constantly, um, your sp- spouse, your partner, um, highlights like, you know, the issues of your own heart yeah. and you see that. And so it's, it's a very, yeah, humbling experience. And also um, um, searching for happiness is very superficial and it's not gonna last. However, you can still, Um, be passionate about your own things in a relationship, you know, like I love traveling. That makes me happy. And Josh knows that. So we were very intentional about planning trips and because that's something that, you know, I'm real. I love that. I love cooking. So that's something that we brings us happiness too. is, you know, Mm -hmm. going out to different restaurants and trying new meals, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and going back to what she originally said, we and we it's been coming up. So to me, that means that it's a theme that we need to really see. But um, going back to like relationships are about holiness instead of happiness. We believe that um, that we were all created in God's image, and that He created um, man and women for each other. And so um, we also believe that there is a lot. Or. The church is a lot of times referred to as the bride of Christ. And we believe that in our marriage, we are to reflect that love that like Jesus has for the church, for his people. So that holiness is a forever, never-ending process of purity. And like she said, marriage really expounds what's inside of you. It really reveals. It's a revealer of the things inside of you. You'll find out really quickly if you're a selfish person. You'll find out really quickly if you are letting your passions, you know, the order of how you're valuing things in your life, you learn that because not only do the decisions you make affect you, it affects another person. (laughs) So you find out really quickly what is it needs to be important. So anyway, we believe that together, it's a never ending, we're married, we are one, and then it's a never ending process of trying to become the perfect reflection of how Jesus loves us is how we love each other so that is the purpose of our relationship there are aspects of God's love that has been revealed to me by the way that Sarah loves me and like that love is like love is constant love is faithful and when she loves me faithfully that's how Jesus loves us so that is a reflection of how God loves us so that's what we believe that the purpose of relationships are for so but st-
2: that's very countercultural. Very
1: countercultural. And that doesn't always feel like butterflies and oh, giggles. No, no. no. <laughs> it's
2: not fun all the time. Definitely not happy all the time. No. But it produces joy mm-hmm. because God, you know, God rewards that too. Absolutely. He de- sees the desires of your heart mm. and um blesses, you know, relationships that are sold out for him. Through him. So yep. but yeah, definitely, I think, you know, not something you'll see in, in everyday no. uh, culture. No, see no. um, Not
1: at all. That's why my biggest piece of relationship advice would be to find somebody who loves Jesus. Yes. Because <laughs> they'll know how to love because he is love.
0: <laughs> I agree. So the last question I have for you guys is, you know, I hear a lot of time, you know, with all this counter-cultural thing, oh, I get so bored. Oh, I'm so bored. Yeah. You know? Oh, I got bored. I did her for a year. Oh, I got bored. How do you keep your relationship not boring like fresh fun like what what, what do you guys have well first
2: of all we just found people that were not boring i mean josh is a fun guy <laughs> i'm a pretty fun gal we're not boring people we're exciting people first of all so we're never boring um uh, but second of all like i mentioned earlier like we know what makes each other mm-hmm. happy like Gotta what we what, enjoy yeah, what yeah like travel again for mm-hmm. me so we are even now we're like planning trips in the future so we have something to look forward to which is I think that's really important too like having something in common to look forward to Mm -hmm. um but just like the mundane things can even be fun like trying new restaurants love it like that's fun
1: yeah I think it's a the big thing is just like finding what brings you joy and then like try to have your partner like be integrated in that because when they feed into that then like you guys not only have a passion for of yourself but like then you guys can enjoy something together so like sarah loves traveling and like i love traveling i love taking pictures and stuff like that so um that's something that i always try to make sure we we have a trip fund being built up because i want sarah to know that like we're working towards another trip because i know that she loves doing that that's something she values for me, I, I'm doing a lot of work and doing pictures and stuff like that. It means everything to me. If Sarah just comes along, that's mm-hmm. her coming alongside of me. That brings me joy because I love having my partner with me and she's doing something that I really love to do. So it's like finding the things that you love to do and then finding ways that you can like do it together. I think mutual passions always feed in like that fun and excitement thing. So
2: mm-hmm. um, that
1: would be one practical, yeah. I think, way.
2: yeah. But then, like, not counting on your person to, like, entertain you. Yes. Right. Because relationships are not meant for, like, entertainment purposes. Mm-hmm. They're meant for a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you're right. Like, people do get bored pretty fast oh, yeah. nowadays. It's all
0: I hear anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it's a crazy. bummer. crazy. That's yeah. a bummer. It is. It really is. Because relationships
2: are supposed to be, like, the most rewarding thing.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it just takes time and investment and people too quickly like to give up okay. on things I think. And, mm-hmm. and it's just like, Oh, I'm not feeling it right now next. Wrong. And it's just like, what if you just stayed in, like, just dig a little deeper. Like you could find that passion that you both really love and you could have this whole new excitement thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's always more exciting things to do. You don't ever feel like we've hit we've done everything. Like you can find something together that mm-hmm. you'll will find like exciting and fun. And also surrounding yourself with other couples who are going through the same like yes. a good community. They'll give you ideas of how to like how they've found things that are fresh and fun. People who thirty they've been married for thirty years and they're still finding new fun things. Like learn from them. Don't ever and that was going back to what I was saying about always growing. I love asking people for advice. Like, don't ever stop asking people who are a couple steps ahead of you. Like, oh, what did you do in the situation? Because they they've lived it for years and years, and there's so much that you can gather mm-hmm. from them.
2: Yeah, I also wanted to mention we've talked a lot about like relationships, just like a boy and a girl relationships, but we need to acknowledge like your friends too, mm-hmm. outside of your relationship, yeah. because um, you know when the relationship, if it were to fail. You, you still need a support system. Mm. And I, I could not have gotten through my breakups without my two best friends like really helping me through. And now, same thing. like I love, love, love spending time with Josh, spending time with my husband. I still need friends outside of our relationship. Absolutely. Um, I still need people that I can go hang out with and be super close with. And then couples, just like he said, find couples that you can partner with and like do the relationship thing with that you can learn from. And it's so important. Also,
1: though, like, make sure that those friends are have like who you want to be in mind and are pushing you to be that person. Don't find friends who are going to give you excuses to give up on your wife or your husband, or give you an excuse to be like, oh, well, you you don't need to do that. You know, just do what makes you happy. No, find people who are going to ground you, who are going to run the race with you, and encourage you to be like, hey, mm-hmm. like. I tried this, like if you're feeling like your relationship is dry, like I did this and it really helped our relationship. Yeah. Like find people who are going to push you to have a better relationship, who are going to push you to dig deeper into the things that you care about.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's especially important for people that were did not have that like healthy relationship model to mm-hmm. them um, growing up. Like I think that's really important to find those couples that – that do have a healthy relationship and to you know seek out their advice and, and their help. I think that's important.
0: Yeah, well, that was awesome. Um, I'm glad you guys came I know, on. there's Thank so many guys.
2: questions. I, I know yeah. I have more to say. We but got them there's, all. Just, there's just not enough time. Oh, you
0: can always come back. Yeah, you can always yeah, come back. I'll
2: come back on the pod, episode, round two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we could literally sit here. A- any of the topics that I've had, we could literally just go yeah. all day. But yep. you here, know. hold on,
1: before we end, Sam, what is your best relationship advice? Ooh, ooh. All right. Just, um, okay, I'm on around. the spot right now. Yeah. I wasn't expecting this. I always, okay. I always like, I always listen to these. And I'm like, I wish I would have heard Sam opinion a little bit. Right?
0: Yeah, it. I think, um, yeah, like you guys said, you know, you got to find somebody who's similar views. You guys really covered all of it, but yeah, similar views. Um, somebody that's fun. I mean, I. Yeah, I don't, you don't want to be with someone who's like boring. You know, you're just sitting there and you're just like, this is dumb, you know, like you want to, mm-hmm. yeah, you want to be able to have fun with them. Same views for sure, but also somebody like who's going to push you to be a better person. Because a lot of the, you know, like my friends and like people I know have been in relationships, they want, they'll, they'll have a passion and they'll want to do something. And they significant. other will shoot them out like, you think you can do that? You can't right. do that. Like, mm-hmm. really? And like, I've seen it before. Like, like I want to do this. Like if say I had a girlfriend and I said, oh, I want to start a podcast So you think you can do that? Like, you don't seem that talkative. Like, that would be the worst thing ever. That'd be like, wow, now I don't want to start a podcast. Yes,
2: you are are your person's champion. You know, Mm -hmm. you are their biggest fan. Yes.
0: Oh, and also... um, Should be, at least. (laughs) Also, it's okay to be single. You don't have to be in a relationship 24-7. I've been, I will say, I've been single for over a year now. And this has probably been the best year of my life. Not because, like, oh, I'm free, I'm single. Just because, like, I'm, like, doing so much self-improvement and development I'm learning a lot about myself. I have so many things I want to do, and I'm doing them, like this podcast. I'm starting a business. Um, I'm starting like, a brand. It's going to be awesome. And like, not that a, a significant other would like withhold me from that, but like, this is just the time for me to grind you know, do it. And yeah. it's okay to that's be fair. single. Absolutely. I think Absolutely. you can do the most growing yeah. when you're All single. All in God's
2: timing, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't and, have to force and that's what
0: I was going to say too. Like God, when, it, when it's, the time is right, the time is right. You will find the right person. It is okay when the you time know.
2: is right, ladies. I tell you what, he's a catch. When he he's thinks, a steal. when
1: he thinks that you're ready to steward that yeah. keeper relationship, he'll send them your way. He'll send it. So all you have to do in your single seasonness, season of singleness, is to try to become
0: the healthiest version of yourself you can be. Yeah. And one, one other thing that I heard um, a couple weeks ago is like the feeling of being alone it's not you're not actually alone it's just like a feeling so like you know sometimes I'll be in my room on a weekend just playing video games and I'll be like by myself I'm like wow I feel lonely like but I'm not I I think to myself I'm not actually alone like I have people like I have my friends I have my parents right downstairs I could call you guys up shoot I could come visit you guys if I needed to like Please, yeah. it's like the feeling of loneliness you're not actually lonely so when you next time you feel lonely you just have to remind yourself it's just a feeling you're not legitimately lonely, right? And that, that's, and that's helped me a lot too. That's
1: going, going off of what I was saying earlier, like the the biggest thing the enemy wants to make you feel is that you are alone because that's how you're gonna become like the most vulnerable and susceptible to like bad things is when you feel like you're fighting it alone. And so don't ever think that like if you're ever going through something hard, I guarantee you somebody else is going through the same thing and or you can talk to somebody who went through the same thing so that you can learn how to overcome it. Just don't ever feel like
0: you're alone because you're not. Yeah, very true. There's always people out there who are going through it too. But yeah, this has been awesome. Um, a great episode. I'm glad we got to hear from you guys. I've been waiting for this one for a while. Yeah, this was one of the too. very first ideas I actually had, like relationships. Yeah. So we well, finally covered it. thank you for it. having us. Of we, course,
2: we hope of to course. be brought on again.
1: Yeah, of course. In 30 years. We'll have
0: some really good advice on 30 years later, we'll be back. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Maybe I'll have some advice in 30 years, too. Some more advice. We'll see. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thank you guys for watching. Um, if you're on YouTube, go check out Spotify. If you're on Spotify, go check out YouTube. Um, let's get to 100 subscribers. We're almost there. We're not that far. I know we can do it. So, um, hey, yeah.
1: Hey, so to finish this, Sam has, like, you have oh, to yeah, say, yeah, like, yeah. the Keep It 100 podcast. Yeah, I forgot well, to do it like, last episode, watching, that's all you. Keep that's it all you,
0: 100. Sarah.
2: Thanks for watching the Keep It 100 podcast.